Thank you, Sergeant. And Merry Christmas to all of you. Amen. Are we happy in the Lord? Amen. It's a joy to see all of you this morning in the house of the Lord. <clears throat> and uh, would you please open your Bible in the book of Matthew, chapter 1, verses 18 to 21. And also prepare your place in Philippians, chapter 2, verse number 1 up to verse number 11. Matthew, chapter 1. We'll begin reading from verse number 8 <clears throat> up to verse number 21. I hope you will share your Bible today. Matthew 1, 18. Now the birth of Jesus Christ was on this wise. When as his mother Mary was espoused to Joseph, before they came together, she was found with child of the Holy Ghost. Then Joseph, her husband, being a just man, and not willing to make her a public example, was minded to put her away privately. But while he thought on these things, behold, the angel of the Lord appeared unto him in a dream, saying, Joseph, thou son of David, fear not to take unto thee Mary thy wife, for that which is conceived in her is of the Holy Ghost. And she shall bring forth a son, and thou shalt call his name Jesus. For he shall save his people from their sin. Philippians chapter 2, verse 1 to verse number 11. <clears throat> In the book of Philippians, chapter 2, verse 1 to verse number 11. If there be therefore any consolation in Christ, if any comfort of love, if any fellowship of the Spirit, if any bowels of mercies, fulfill ye my joy, that ye be like-minded, having the same love, being of one accord, of one mind. Let nothing be done through strife or vain glory, but in lowliness of mind teach, let each esteem over other better than themselves. Look not every man on his own things, but every man also on the things of others. Let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus, who being in the form of God, thought it not robbery to be equal with God, but made himself of no reputation, and took upon him the form of a servant, and was made in the likeness of men. Being found in fashion as a man, he humbled himself, became obedient unto death, even the death of the cross. Wherefore God also had highly exalted him, and given him a name which is above every name, that at the name of Jesus every knee should bow, of things in heaven, and things in earth, and things under the earth. Verse number 11, that every tongue shall confess that Jesus Christ is Lord, to the glory of God, the Father let us pray. Heavenly Father, once again we pray for thy rich blessings to be upon the preaching of the word today. The Lord prepare our hearts, our minds, and Lord Father, especially those who have never yet known Christ as their personal Savior. I pray the Lord that you will open their minds and their hearts today. 
And Lord, may the Spirit of God work in the hearts and the minds as we celebrate Christmas today. May we be able to focus our minds, Lord, on the person of your Son, Jesus Christ. May we not get entangled with the festivities of the season. O oh God, that we may, Lord, use this as an opportunity, dear Father, to thank you first of all for the salvation that you have provided to us. And then secondly, Lord, that we might be able to use this season as an opportunity for us to share the message of God's salvation. Lord, we pray that you will bless, that you will touch our hearts today. For this we pray in the name of Jesus, your Son. Amen. <clears throat> I would like to speak a subject this morning entitled, Remembering Christ on Christmas. Remembering Christ on Christmas. During the Christmas season, we observed that there are some people who thought that Christmas is only a season perhaps to make profits and gains materially. There may, there may be also others who may just be thinking of the pleasures they can enjoy during this season. For example, how many people that are business owners who absolutely do not believe in Christianity, they are using Christmas in promoting their business. Let me cite one particular example. And I learned this from observing people. I remember in Mati, there is one particular area in our, in our town in Mati. And I'm sure it's found almost in every town, in every city. In this business establishment, if you go and try to talk to them about Jesus Christ, you try to talk to them about the Bible, for sure they will not pay attention. Jesus Christ seems to be shut out completely from the doors of their heart. But I observed during Christmas season, Christmas time, that you will find in the stores that they are selling Christmas stuffs, like decorations, de decors, like, like Christmas trees, lanterns. And these people absolutely do not believe the Bible. They do not believe about Christ. It is almost a, it is almost a crime to their ears if you begin to talk to them about Jesus, but they are using Christmas as part of promoting their business. Now, we have, we have nothing against any people. As we usually say, that's their business. But I mention that to say that but we feel sorry for their souls. Because the Bible says in Matthew 16 verse 26, For what is profited if a man shall gain the whole world and lose his own soul? What shall a man give in exchange for his soul? You know, I am afraid that it's true with so many people in the world today. And I'm also afraid it's true with us in some areas of our lives during this season. We seem to forget Christ on Christmas. To others, they just exactly put that Xmas. 
Because Christ is not there. Christ is not the part of the celebration. How many people, their top priorities on Christmas time are going to disco, dancing, drinking, and having fun. You see, it's possible to keep Christmas and yet lose Christ. Somebody, someone has said, we need someone to worship. We need a song to sing. Let's keep our Christ in Christmas. Honor him as a king. We need to focus our message today, every day, on Christ. And it will help us keep the right perspective on Christmas. Truly, what do we remember about Christ on Christmas? There's a poem that I hardly could remember the whole thing of it. But I could remember some which says, I like December. It makes me remember the child Jesus who was born in a manger in Bethlehem long ago. I like December because it helps me remember the child Jesus who was born in a manger in Bethlehem far away. There are three thoughts that I would like to share this morning. First of all, Christmas should be the best time of remembering that wonderful verse of scripture in John chapter 3 verse number 16. I'm afraid that this is known verse that we seem to forget the message of this wonderful verse of scripture. Bible says in John chapter 3, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. That whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting life. This is the best time, dear friends, for us to remember this wonderful verse of scripture. It remembered, now it helped us remember that God the Father sent his beloved son into this world to save us from sins. God so loved the world. Yes. That little word so signifies that there are not enough words in all the languages of the world to explain the depth, the height, the length, or the breadth of God's love. God's love bestowed upon man. God so loved the world. How much so means in John 3.16. The wisdom of man can never reason out. And the tongue of man can never tell. Only God can explain it to us. How much he loved us, the Bible says, when he said, so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son to die for us that we might have salvation, that we might have life. Friends, this is the best time. This is the best time for us to remember this wonderful verse in John chapter 3 and verse number 16. God proved this stuff by giving us his very best. Amen. It remember, it, it helped us remember that God gave His Son one day that we might be saved. The suffering of Jesus on the cross did not cause God to fall in love with man. Remember that. The suffering of Jesus on the cross did not cause God to fall in love with man. God allowed Jesus Christ to suffer on the cross. God gave His Son to us. Jesus Christ suffered on the cross 
to prove that God's love to us. He had to let His Son suffer on the cross to demonstrate to us, to show to us how much He loved us. God gave Jesus to a lost and sinful world, a world that deserved hell, going to hell. The Bible says, thank God, God intervened. God committed His love toward us in that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. He gave His best for us. His best. God loves all. In John 3.16, but He will only save those who believe in the only begotten Son of God. Better not forget that. God so loved the world that He gave His only begotten Son that whosoever believeth in Him should not perish but have everlasting life. For God... Bible says, sent not his son into the world to condemn the world, but that the world through him might be saved. He that believeth on him is not condemned. He that believeth now is he believeth not is condemned already because he hath not believed in the name of the only begotten Son of God. God loves all, but he will not he will only save those who will believe in his only begotten Son. He cannot save those who refuse to believe in Jesus. And today it seems everybody wants to celebrate Christmas. Because if God would have to save, will save those who will refuse, he would, have, he would cease to be just. He would cease to be holy. He would cease to be righteous. Let us read Romans chapter 3 verse 21 to verse number 13. And, and understand each one, each verse of this chapter. Romans chapter 3 verse number 21. But now the righteousness of God without the law is manifested, being witnessed by the law and the prophets. Even the righteousness of God, which is by faith, of Jesus Christ unto all and upon all men, that, underline that, believe. For there is no difference. For all have sinned and come short of the glory of God, being justified freely by His grace, through the redemption that is in Christ Jesus, whom God set forth to be the propitiation through faith in His blood to declare His righteousness for the remission of sins and that are past, through the forbearance of God to declare, I say, at this time, His righteousness, that He might be just and to justify both. God can be just in justifying a sinner. If he justifies the sinner in the account of Jesus Christ. If a sinner puts his faith in Jesus Christ. On what he did in the cross. God can be just. When he justifies you. Only the moment you put your faith and complete trust. In the finished work of Jesus Christ. God loves all. But he can only save those who will believe. Those who will express their faith. Those who will fully trust. In Christ Jesus as their Lord, you will recognize that He is the Son of God. God gave His Son to us. God gave the best so we might be saved. As we have mentioned, no, not, not enough words in all the languages of the world can explain the love of God to us. In Romans 8, verse number 32. It's the best and the costliest gift. God gave the best to us. The costliest gift. Romans 8.32 He that spared not his own son but delivered him up for us all. 
I feel sorry for those who put limitation on God's salvation. Because the Bible says he gave his son for us all. How shall he not with him also freely give us all things? Look at verse 35. Who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Verse number 30, 38. I am persuaded that neither death nor, nor life nor angels. Verse 39. Nor height nor death nor any other creature shall be able to separate us from the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus. Have you known God in a personal way through the person of His Son, Jesus Christ? It's the best and the costliest gift. Today we are reminded that God gave Himself for the sins of mankind in the person of Jesus Christ. He became member of the human family so that He could Live a sinless life. Die an atoning death. Rise again from the grave for our salvation. That is why Paul could exclaim in 2 Corinthians 9 verse 15. Thanks be unto God for his unspeakable gift. We remember his unspeakable gift. We focus our minds on the person of Jesus Christ this season. Let us remember Christ. Amen. That He is the best of God. That He is the Son of God. That He came and took our place. That we might be saved. Friends, all oh, thanks be unto God. For His unspeakable gift. Regardless of how much we are giving. We cannot give like God gives. He has given an unspeakable gift. He has given an unspeakable gift. Second Corinthians 8 verse number 9. I like this verse. Second Corinthians chapter 8. And verse number Verse number 9. If you will open your Bible there. Here it says. It tells us. Though for we know the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ. That though he was rich. Yet for your sakes he became poor. That ye through his poverty might be rich. What a wonderful opportunity for us this season. To use this opportunity. This time. To be able to share the message of God's salvation. What does Christmas mean to you? Christmas to some means presents. To others, Christmas tree. To some, it may mean a party. That's not what it means to me. To some, it may mean a brand new dress or candy or cake and tea. To some, it may mean another good time. That's not what it means to me. On Christmas we receive presents. We have Christmas tree too. But Christmas should be the time. Christmas should mean Christ's child's birth. Is that it what it means to you? Do you remember Christ? Number two, Christmas is also the best time to remind us the great price Jesus paid for our redemption. It not only reminds us of the love of God, but also the great price that Jesus Christ paid for our redemption. The price that He paid for us for our redemption was terrible indeed. When we think of the extreme suffering He endured to purchase our freedom. Bible says in Philippians chapter 2. I want us to take note of several things here in Philippians chapter 2, verse number 5 to verse number 8. First of all, it says here in verse number, verse number 5. 
let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus. Look at verse number 4. There is one last word here in verse 4. Look not every man on his own things, but every man also on the things of others. You know, Christmas is the best time to think of others. Christmas is the best time, perhaps, to share our loved ones with Jesus Christ. We have to think basically, primarily, on the salvation of their souls. What are you thinking about Christmas? What is your top priorities on Christmas? Is it what you get, what you eat? No, the Bible says it should be the best time for us to think of others. Think of others. Let this mind be in you. What's in the mind of Christ? Others. He left heaven's glory for others. He died on the cross for others. Yes, He suffered for others. He humbled Himself for the sake of others. For the salvation of other people. And that's you and me. The first thing we notice here about Jesus Christ. First of all, He left heaven's glory. Came down to this earth. All the way to where we are. Look at verse 6. Who being the form of God. Thought it not robbery to be equal with God. He came down. He left heaven's glory. That we might be saved. Oh yes. I was studying last night. And I heard the cantata people practicing their, their, their cantata. And there was a solo last night. That, that I tried to. I tried to write down what she was singing. I don't know who. Who. Who it was who sang the, the solo last night in the cantata. Ring the bells. Ring the bells. Let the whole world know. Christ was born in Bethlehem many years ago. God the Father gave His Son, gave His own beloved one. To this wicked, sinful earth. To bring mankind this love. New birth. Born to die that man might live. I like that. We were all born to live. But there was one who was born to die. That we might live. Born to die that we might live. Came to earth new life to give. Ring the bells. Ring the bells. Let the whole world know. Christ the Savior lives today as he did so long ago. Look at verse number 7 in the book of Philippians. Another thing he did. He made himself of no reputation. He humbled himself, made himself of no reputation. The Greek word keno means to empty. Yes, he emptied himself here of something. He emptied himself not of his deity, but he emptied himself of the prerogatives of deity. What I mean is he lived while he lived here on earth. He lived with certain limitations. But there were self-limitations. There was never a moment when he wasn't a God. He was not less God because he became man. Now, I can illustrate this perhaps. I remember of a person who is a military officer. He was a major or a captain. He was assigned by... By the armed forces to infiltrate the rebel camp. 
Well, he was still in the military camp when, when, when the sergeant, when, the, when the, the corporals met him, they would immediately salute Major. Good morning, sir. Good morning, sir. Now, to make the story short, he's assigned to infiltrate the rebel camp. He's now in the rebel camp. When people, when, 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 when people meet, meet him, nobody would salute him. Right? But the question is, did he lose his rank? No, he's still a major. But he had to exercise certain limitations or else he gets killed. Jesus Christ, while here on earth, emptied himself of the prerogatives of deity. He had to have some limitations. But there was never a moment that Jesus Christ quit, stopped to be a God. Bible, who being the form of God, thought it not robbery to be equal with God. He wasn't afraid when he came down to earth and said to the Father, Please, please keep an eye on, on Angel Gabriel, he might take my place. No, he was always God. He emptied himself. He might come and redeem us. There was never a moment when he was not God. In John chapter 1, verse number 1, if you will open your Bible. John chapter 1, verse number 1. Who is Jesus Christ? Yes, God, the creator. He's our God, the great God. Bible says in John 1, In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. The same was in the beginning with God. All things were made by Him. And without Him was not anything made that was made. Look at verse number 14. And the Word was made flesh and dwelt among us. And we beheld His glory, the glory as of the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. You remember one time when Jesus Christ prayed His prayer? This is the Lord's prayer. In John chapter 17, if you will open your Bible there. Look at verse number 5. John chapter 17 and verse number 5. This is what he prayed. He said, Now and now, O Father, glorify me with thine own self, with the glory which I had with thee before the world was. He was not asking for his deity to be restored. He was asking for the glory of God. Jesus Christ was in the beginning with God, for he is God. He emptied some the prerogatives of his deity. But he was always God. Look at verse number 7 again. Philippians chapter 2. He took upon him the form of a servant. The form of a servant. Now, Isaiah chapter 11 verse number 10. Isaiah has a message for us there. Isaiah 11 verse number 10. Now, and in that day there shall be a root of Jesse. Now why did Isaiah not say. Root out of David. At first I could hardly understand that. You know what. You go back and, and uh, study in the Bible. How that Jesse was the father of David. And Jesse was a farmer. He was a peasant. Isaiah properly mentioned that Jesus Christ was born 
in the family a peasant. He humbled himself, yes, he became servant. He was born in a carpenter's home. If you live in the time of Jesus, you would probably have seen Jesus helping Joseph in his carpentry work. He took upon him the form of a servant and was made in the likeness of men. Yes, in the likeness of men. He became our nearest kin. I read in the Bible last night in Leviticus 25, 47. Leviticus 25, verse number 27. 25, 47. Here it says in verse 47, And if a sojourner or stranger was reached by thee, and thy brother that dwelleth by him was poor, and sell himself unto the stranger or sojourner by thee, or took the, <coughs> the stranger's family, after he had sold, he may be redeemed again. One of his brethren may redeem him. Either his uncle or his uncle's son may redeem him. Leviticus 25, 47 to 49. Now you know what? That's the law of God. Jesus Christ became the nearest kin to each one of us. He took upon him the form of a servant. He was made, the Bible says, in the likeness of man. And he humbled himself. He became obedient even to the death of the cross. The death of the cross was the most humiliating death at the time. But he had to humble himself. Took himself of no reputation at all. He became a servant of man. Took our sinful place. It really was a humbling experience on the part of Jesus. He had to become one of us. That he might redeem us. He was made under the woman. And subjected himself under every ordinance and law of man. That he might redeem us who were cursed. Who were made cursed under the law. To bring us back to God. Yes. It reminds me of that song entitled, I Should Have Been Crucified. The song said, I was guilty with nothing to say. When they were coming to take me away. But then a voice from heaven was heard. That said, let him go and take me instead. Crowns of thorns, the spears deep in his side. And the pain should have been mine. The rusty nails were meant for me. Yet he took them and let me go free. I should have been crucified. I should have suffered and died. I should have hung on the cross. In disgrace. But Jesus, God's son, took my place. What a better opportunity, season to remember. The birth of Christ would remind us of his great love. His best love to us. And his sacrificial death. What he did that he might redeem us. Dr. Robert G. Lee said, about the coming down of Christ. This is what he said. He came down from the blessedness of heaven to the bruises of crucifixion tortures. He came down from the coronations of heaven to the condemnations of earth. He came down from the delight of heaven to the defamations of earth. He came down from the excellencies of heaven to the executions of earth. He came down from the favor of the Father's face to the fury of men's faces. 
He came down from the kindness of heaven to the killing of earth. He came down from the majesties of heaven to the miseries of earth. He came down from the praise of heaven to the persecutions of earth. He came down from the, from the throne of heaven to the tree of Calvary. You know what he did that? Yes, because he wants to save you. He wants to save my soul. Thirdly, as we close, Christmas would remind us on how he is being accepted in the world today. Isaiah 53 verse 1 to verse number 7. If you will open your Bible. Isaiah 53 verse 1 to verse number 7. Here it says, 53 verse 1. Who hath believed our report? Look at verse number 3. He's despised. Is it, is it still true today? Yes. Rejected a man, a man of sorrow. And acquainted with grief. Look at verse number 4. Surely it burned our grief and carried our sorrows. Yet we did esteem him stricken, smitten of God, and afflicted. People will sing, joy to the world. They sing about Jesus Christ. But as far as their lives are concerned, it has nothing to do with that Jesus. Their lips may sing and praise him. But their lives contradicts his teachings and his person. He was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement of our peace was upon him. And with his stripes we are healed. All we like sheep have gone astray. We have turned everyone to his own way. And the Lord laid on him the iniquities of us all. Today nearly 20 centuries later. Yet still millions of people do not know Christ as their Savior. It reminds us of how he's being accepted in the world today. Although they participate enthusiastically in the festivities of Christmas season. Yet they keep him out of their lines. If Christ is kept outside, something must be wrong inside. Today, if you're not saved, he's knocking at the door of your heart. Will you let him come in? He's saying in Revelation chapter 3 verse 20. Today is the best time. I stand at the door and knock. If any man will hear my voice and open the door. Let me say this Christians. It may be. Said the boss. However that our hearts are not close to Christ. But what a better time to dedicate our lives. Please Christians do not. Do not think of rededicating your life. If you have not dedicated your life. Now this must be a better time to dedicate our lives. So perhaps rededicate our lives to him right now. Yes, thou shalt call his name Jesus. For he shall save his people from their sin. Someone has said through faith in his name. We have seen thousands of lives transformed. Drunkards are made sober. Liars are made truthful. Thieves are made honest. Hypocrites are made sincere. Hard hearts are made tender. Hatred is changed to love and cruelty changed to sympathy because of the name of Jesus Christ. What a name. To close my message, I would like to quickly say this. Many years ago in India, there was a man working in the palace. He was working as a, as a, as a soldier. 
That man was assigned in a very secluded place. As a soldier, he was guarding the welfare of the king and his family. And this man was lonely. But he faithfully performed his duty almost every night and every day. One day the king left his throne and disguised himself. He befriended this lonely man. He became his close friends. Both of them became close friends. And their friendships, through their friendship, this man had learned somehow to smile. Was lonely all the rest of his life. The king ate with him, slept with him. Words would fail to describe how they became intimately, became close friends. To make the story short, because we're running out of time. One day, the king revealed his true identity with this man. Who became his close friend. The king told him, now that you know that I am the king, you can, you can ask anything and I will give it to you. Ask for anything. Whatever you need, I will give it. The man humbly replied to the king, Sir, and the king was expecting him to ask for material gains. He said, Sir, to others you may give wealth, but to me, I would not accept any amount or anything. To me, it was enough that you gave yourself. Amen? What a time for us to remember. God's precious son came to this earth. That we might be saved. Do you have something to remember about his love? Are you saved? If you have never been saved, come today. And accept him as your gift. Christian, this might be the best time for us to dedicate our lives to Jesus Christ. As we remember his love, his sacrifice. Oh yes, we remember those things. The more we recall those things, the more we become intimately close to him as our Savior. Let's all stand up for prayer. Heavenly Father, thank you so much for the message today. And thank you, Lord, for Christmas season. And now our priorities, Lord, being set in proper order. Lord God, this is the, the, the season where we can best share the message of salvation. Lord, thank you for be, becoming one of us. Thank you, Lord, for giving yourself in the person of your son. Lord, it was a humbling experience. Yet, Jesus Christ, your son, humbled himself. And words cannot explain. Lord, when the Bible says, and... He took himself of no reputation. When he humbled himself, the creator of the universe, as David used to describe himself, he was just but a worm. We're just as dirty rugs, unclean rugs before your face. Lord, but you became one of us. You might express your great love. Words cannot explain that so, that word so, God so loved the world. May people come to be saved and accept Jesus Christ as their Lord. For this we pray in the name of Jesus. Amen. What page? 270, just as I am. 270, please. Sir, to others, you may give well. But to me, 
it was already enough that you have given yourself. Christmas is Christ. Is He living in your heart right now? When you sing Christmas songs, Christmas carols, is He real in your heart today? If not, then come and be saved. Christians, today is the time to dedicate our lives and serve the Lord. As we sing verse 1, will you come and be saved? Come on. Just as I am without Will you say yes to Jesus Christ? Become let him become your Lord, your Savior, right now. Yes, what a time for us to accept his love. What a time for us to accept and remember his great love to us. Will you come today? Say yes. You have never yet been saved. There was never a time that you have accepted Christ as your Lord and Savior. He said, right now, I will accept Jesus Christ as my Lord, as my Lord. Open your heart, Christians. When was the last time you have dedicated your life? You offer Him your life. You offer Him your service. You offer Him your devotion. When was the last time you're thinking of rededicating your life? You have never dedicated your life. There was a time when you gave your life to Jesus Christ as your Savior. There must be a time when you became, when, when He becomes your master. Lord, you will be my master from, from, right, from this time on. If you have never been saved, oh, what a message for Christmas. Christmas season is the best time to accept Him. Will you come today as we sing the second verse? Verse 2. Just as I am and people here today that have never been saved. They may be religious. They may even be Baptists. You may be even a member of this church. But as you look at your life, you have never been saved. Many who have professed Christ as their Savior found it early in life. In their Christian life, they found it impossible to dedicate themselves to the Lord. Are you sure that you're saved? There are those who were positive of their salvation. A change was wrought. Life began to be changed. They entered into serving the Lord, doing activities at least. Then something happened in their life that they quit. They stopped. What dedication they professed to have, they took it back. And today, you may feel that you're still saved.
If you were saved then, you're still saved now. But there's fears and there's doubts. My friend, if there was a time of salvation in your life, there was a time that you dedicated your life to let God do with you what He wants to do, and you know you haven't done it. You took it back. You quit. That is what they call a backslider. That is the kind of a person whom God says that if he loves, he chastens. He scourgeth every son that he receiveth. If you be without chastisement, then are you bastards and not sons. You say, I will let him keep beating on me, my friend. The beating gets stronger all the time. If he just slapped you once and knocked you down and you got up and continued on your same evil way, my friend, that is pretty much evidence that you've never been saved. We're going to sing one more verse. If you've never been saved, you don't know for sure, you've got all of these questions and doubts, settle it today. Christmas season is the best time in the world. Jesus came for that purpose. Come as we sing the next verse. Will you come? Verse 3. Just as, Just as I am. Just as I am. With many Just as you are. Many God throws the door open to all the Nicodemuses, the religious. He also opened the door for the Samaritan woman. He opened the door for me. He can open the door for you. Tonight at 5 o'clock we have the pre-services. At 6 o'clock we have the uh, Christmas program. And so I trust that you will be in your place. Now, have an announcement that uh, Brother Jet forgot to make mention of. That's young people number one and the ambassadors. Young people's Christmas Thanksgiving program. The theme is Christmas is for soul winning. It's a combination get-together fellowship program, party, challenge time. It's going to be something special. Uh, it better be special. It's going to cost you 50 pesos to go. Amen? Amen. Anybody? If you bring a visitor, 50 pesos for them too. If you can get your visitor to pay their own and maybe pay yours, why, that'd be even better. But uh, this is the time of Christmas, so don't expect it. Then also there's going to be an exchange of gift, uh, gift exchange, and that will be on the basis of you bring a gift and then you'll exchange it during the during the meeting. Now this is going to be Deadline on the 50 pesos is is tonight. Tonight. And then uh, the young people get-together will be on December the 23rd, which is on a Thursday night. It's twas the night before the night before Christmas. And uh, it's not Christmas Eve, but it's the night before that. And so be sure and... Uh, uh, get your 50 pesos in tonight and uh, look forward to that. Also, I want to make mention to 
our workers and our, uh, that's our Sunday school workers, our church workers. We are about a hundred strong in attendance, in number of people that are uh, written up, bona fide uh, church workers. Now, each of you work in an area, and you need to